0: Hi folks, this is Earl. And I just recently launched my blog at Medium called The Digital Mindset. So please check that out. Uh, this episode is it actually it's an interview I did a few years ago, I think late 2015, with Paolo Rentero of Techshake. It's the premier startup-focused media company in the Philippines, and I did this during the annual Geeks on a Beach conference. It's actually one of the most fun conferences in the world for startups. Uh, so it actually, it's a two-part podcast. Uh, this one is solely focused on what I call my my origin story. So Paolo did a good job kind of interviewing me on kind of what you know what my background was before uh, my beginnings. And really, to be honest with you, how my grandfather overcame the odds to become the mentor that I never met. Uh, so more more on that. And the next episode, if you guys are curious, it's a two-part episode, uh, is a discussion on topic, do you deserve to be called CEO? So both of these episodes are from the same interview. And I really hope you learn from these episodes. So thanks so much. And, and thanks for listening. Bye. Welcome to The Digital Mindset Podcast, a place where we'll share our thoughts to help you continue to innovate and digitally transform yourself, your organization, and your community. Hosted by Earl Valencia, strategy and transformation mentor to emerging leaders, startups, and corporations. Again, live from San Francisco, welcome, to the Digital Mindset Podcast. Talk about Earl
1: Valencia. Maybe we can start from your humble beginnings, maybe not so humble. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, where where do you start? Yeah, so, um, it was quite cool, actually. It's the first time someone asked me about, like, my own pre-idea space story. Um, So... um, you know, I was born in LA, but then I grew up in Manila most of my life. Like I was just, you know, I was just born there, and then six months, my parents moved back here. Um, and um, I was raised first four or five years in Davao. Davao. So my parents had like uh, a large family business, Davao. Like our main family business is like, you know, would you believe it? It's like a real estate company, but the money maker is a premium real estate company, aka like a memorial park. Mm. so apparently like you can square you can you you can sell almost double or triple the the land area of square meterage so my grandfather like had a brilliant idea um and yeah and we have a bunch of you know real estate stuff like family business stuff um buildings and strip malls and stuff um you know and and i guess you know at that that point you know actually the cool thing is that my grandfather actually was an entrepreneur he started as a janitor in up wow. ended up be- becoming like the department of uh um, ministry of uh, the, the the department head like the minister cabinet member wow. in the Makabagal area for like um transportation right dot DOTC, basically right um you know um, but unfortunately like when i was born he died so that, that sucked right so i didn't get any mentoring from him but with some stories so around five or six years old um, moved to Manila um, and I had a pretty pretty actually posh like posh lifestyle right I mean you know although we're you know super like hardworking family like you know I didn't even know what the implications was like my parents luckily bought like a m- nice piece of land in um, what was what is now Ayala Alabang at the time like it's uh, some mango plantation Right. So my parents couldn't afford um, a house in like BF, which is like close to Alabang. So Alabang was on sale and they bought like wow. an empty land there. And it just so happened that we were lucky that we found a good uh, a good place to go. So I grew up in Alabang. I went to like, um, uh, right across my house is a school called De La So I'm a oh. Lasallian, right? Um, by, by nature. So grade one, grade, actually funny for yeah. even people who are, I don't know, the female listeners that are from the Philippines, my prep was in Assumption San Lorenzo. Uh. So, I don't know, that was kind of funny tidbit about myself. So okay. I'm an Assumptionista, right? Wow, so you are uh, an assumptionista yeah. like I really have a diploma. I have a diploma, yeah. prep diploma from Assumption. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. And then from grade one to fourth year high school, like I was, um, yeah, I was in, you know, I was in, in La Salle. And then I, you know, I, I went to UP for about two years. UP. Um, engineering and I was always torn right because I was good at math and science but I knew I kind of wanted to business someday so I had that that kind of thing Um, so I just asked my friend like you know what's the hardest course to get into UP if I'm good at math and science and it was like electronics at the time ECE right so they only get like the 98th or 99th percentile in the UPCAT. So you have to be the top 1 or 2% wow. in math and science to get into that course. So, and I sucked in English and I got the UCAP results. I sucked in everything except for math and science. Okay. So I was lucky. I think I was like 99 in math and 98 in science or reverse. Wow, okay. or something. Yeah, that's high. Um, but I didn't do well in the rest. Right. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and then about 2 Two years after I moved to the U.S. already, so I finished my undergrad in the U.S. I went to BU for undergrad. Um, I went to Cornell for grad school, um, and I ended up going to business school in Stanford. But before Stanford, I was in the aerospace industry, so I was an aerospace engineer technically. So what I was. What does aerospace engineer do? Uh, yeah, that's a good, cool, good thing. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so it's um, so in the U.S. Maybe not here in like the Philippines or Asia, like. There's a huge industry, the aerospace industry. So yeah. they make like stuff that you know you see in Mission Impossible, like unmanned aerial vehicles, oh, cool. or um, you know missile UAVs. defense stuff. Yeah, radar systems, navy ships. So I was all part of these teams. So my first job out of college was like modeling simulation of like missile defense, wow. um, satellites, and missiles, that's, and all that this stuff. Really so. Cool, that. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was like playing <laughs> games every day, but it's real. Um, yeah. uh, and then I worked in a Navy ship, like wow. the communications of a Navy ship, uh, new destroyer. And then I worked in a factory that uh, built uh, unmanned aerial vehicles. And then, um, and then my last job was uh, kind of an R&D of like, a, a, you know, um, actually I can't say, but a classified oh, group, class- right? Wow. A classified group. Um, and then I got admitted to Stanford Business School um i didn't really want to go to i I don't apply to one school and i got in unbelievable Mm. right and um you know and then i realized when i was in stanford that you know you could be the best engineer but you're not the best in everything right so um i got classmates who were investing since they were like 11 or 12. i got a classmate who was the number one student in mexico city and he had like a business with like a number of buildings already at age 21 Um, I had classmates who were just like unbelievable, right? So your humility index goes very, very high, (laughs) right? Because I thought I was like the guy, right? I was like, I'm like a freaking cool engineer at 24 years old, right? That's wrong, right? So um, Stanford, the best lesson was humility. It's not even like whatever business school lessons, right? The humility to say like, I don't know, I need to ask people for help, right? And smart people for help. Um, So in between first and second year I did um, a stint uh, in the Cisco innovation team and then the other one was in a venture capital fund here in the Philippines, which is the first time I have actually worked in the Philippines and I realized like, wow, you know, there's some potential here. Uh, and then um, I ended up going back to Cisco in the headquarters. They, I ran like, uh, it's called the I-Prize, which is the kind of the global innovation price of Cisco, like 100 countries, like 100 country prize basically. Right. Uh, and then I got um, introduced uh, to um, well, who hired me, um, uh, Manny Pangilinan, who's like, like MVP wow. in the Philippines yeah. is known for, but yeah, yeah he just, we just had like a, a very funny conversation and of like what I want to do with my life and mm-hmm. why am I here?" And I just basically said, "You know, I want at some point in my life to create like a startup incubator or a startup fund for the Philippines because nobody is addressing yes. that stage. And he literally just looked at me, he's like, when do you want to come back home? I was like, I'm not going to come back until I'm 60. He's like, why wait, till, why wait till you're 60 until you want to achieve what you want to do? If I've promised that I'll fund you, would you come back? Wow. And I thought he was joking, but he <laughs> Yeah, apparently he wasn't. So before I moved to the States, he's like, here's a standing offer from Smart to be head of innovation of Smart. Tell us when you're ready to come back. And it took me six months to decide, I was talking to my wife, you know, I mean, she was like, I don't know, two months pregnant, I came back and then I have like a one-year-old baby at the time and my wife is like, are you kidding me? Like, what the hell, right? Like, you just came home to like some wedding of your best friend and all of a sudden, you're telling me we're going to go back to the Philippines? What? Like, so she freaked out. But I took her six months to convince her to come back home. Six
0: months. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, lo and behold, we came back here and, um, you know, you know, we, we just like talked to maybe about building this big vision, right? Which is how to create, you know, science, technology, innovation-based economy. And um, me and my co-founder, I knew we could do it with maybe like $5 million. My co-founder, Martin, was more aggressive and he's like, you know, let's ask for more. And I was like, okay. So I'll talk about the, we did a pitch to MVP and then like any other startup entrepreneur, we pitched to him, we gave the statistics, I did the financial model, and yes. then in the end, like, how much do you need? I was supposed to say $5 billion, but before that, my partner said, we need a billion Philippine pesos. And I was like, I didn't say that. Like, so, <laughs> um, and then MVP laughed and said, okay, you seem to be good guys, your heart's in the right place, like, I'll give you half of what you asked. And that's the seed funding of Ideaspace, right? So we got like a seed funding of about, I don't know, um, at the time it was at $12 million, right? So now it's like half half a billion. So um, yeah, and then fast forward to today, um, Ideaspace has like, what, 48 companies. Um, We do events a year. We get about um, five or 600 to 1,000 teams applying each year Mm -hmm. for Incubator. Um, We do like an event every week. So we get about a hundred thousand people, maybe now maybe hundreds of thousands of people to attend our events per year. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then, you know, like nine months ago, like I got this opportunity to work um, in a in a hedge fund in New York, and uh, MVP actually told me to leave. Right? I mean, in a I mean, I asked him what should I do, and he told me like you know you should go back there, learn, and come back again. Yes. And uh, it's a relearn cycle. So that's what I realized yeah. also as a kind of a you know, if you really want to think about entrepreneurship, you need to know like when is it time to learn again, right? Because you can't be a teacher all the time. No. Right? So you've got to be a student, then a teacher, then a student, then a teacher, right? So, so that's... Anyway, it's, it's a long-winded answer to a short question. Long-winded, but very interesting. Yeah. And I'm surprised nobody ever asked you about your actual history. Though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't... Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, people always ask me about, you know, about already the present or at a minimum like the founding of a company or whatever right but no one asked like what's the what's the start
0: right so you have just listened to digital mindset podcast credits to kevin mcleod licensed under creative commons with the great intro music named inspired thank you so much have a good day see you next podcast